What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Founder Hour, After Hours, the fourth segment of its kind. We are actually sitting outside today in the nice summer weather here in LA. And uh, yeah, it's your host, Pat and Posh. How you doing, What's Posh? going on? <laughs> it is the also, it's also the 25th episode of the Founder Hour. Today. Amazing. So we're a quarter way there. Where? hundred, obviously, um, but you know it's, it's it's quite a big accomplishment. Uh, we're we're also surprised because when we started this off, we really didn't know how many we would do, and here we are with twenty five episodes and many many more to come. So come a long know, way. Yeah, we're not stopping anytime soon. So this is the after hours where we talk about kind of just what's on our minds, what's going on in the world. We do a little recap of the last four episodes, um, and. Uh, also answer questions that you guys have for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And when we say around the world, LA is our world. So Yeah. Did I say around the world? That's what in you meant. Yeah, That's, I just yeah. was clarifying what you meant. Yeah. yeah. Mainly LA. Yeah. Because we love it There so might much. be some topics outside, but they stem from LA. So if you hear any dog barks, just know that we're outside. Yep. And it's not us. We're not <laughs> mocking dogs. <laughs> cool. So anything you want to kick it off with? Yeah. So yeah, just, I guess, in recent news... I was reading that the Los Angeles Times was bought uh, or acquired, I guess I should say, by some private investor, uh, some Asian man. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember his name. One guy bought it. I think it was one guy. Yeah, huh. he bought uh, L.A. Times and I think a few other ones. But I think it might have been like the San, San Diego. Diego. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the Tribune or something of that sort. Uh, and it was a half a billion dollar acquisition, so five hundred million. Um, and it seems like a lot of money, but. At first, I was a little shocked. I was like, that doesn't sound like a lot for a major, like, publication. Yeah. Um, you know, LA Times is, like, you know, serving tens of millions of people in, you know, LA County and, you know, and probably beyond also, like, you know, with their digital presence. And so I was a little bit, you know, confused as to why it was so little. But it makes sense with just, you know, how print publication has gone down significantly. I mean. That's what I thought at first. And then it's like, yeah. but at, at the same time, they're not just print anymore i think print is like a probably lost leader for them it's more so like they're you know they they maintain their brand identity but they're mainly online i mean online they're on twitter and i just feel as though you know since a lot of the revenue comes from advertisement and advertisers um you know there's probably much better places for advertisers to advertise now as opposed to whether it's la times print or la times digital publications you know there's just bigger platforms there's platforms that house just younger folks, so and I and I wonder how much like the current climate of like news and journalism had to do with that. Like I don't know if they, mm-hmm. you know, they saw. <laughs> I mean, like Trump always says, like they're all failing, but right, you know, it's like right. you, you can't help wonder, like if that's actually like a part of that's true. Mm-hmm. Is um like did they see a decline in you know engagement and readership and could be might have been just a great time to buy one of these right companies and you know he, he i'm sure he has some sort of plan um you know to either grow it or you know I, I don't i really don't know what else it would do i mean it's a historic it's a historic paper so i'm sure he's gonna keep it that way but it's it's it's, it's it'll be interesting to see 
you know, what comes of it. Um, I'm actually reading now it's a 136 year old institution. So yeah. it's been around, it's been around for a, a very long time. Well, it's like the premier, you know, news outlet mm-hmm. in LA, especially. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's actually nationwide. Mm-hmm. I mean, they break stories that like, I, I, I read New York times stories sometimes. Right, it right. like, doesn't matter if it's New York based. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. And apparently they've had multiple bids, you know, $2 billion from David Geffen in 12 years ago. Hmm. which they turned down, Eli Broad, which wow. the Broad Museum is named after, yeah. desired to buy the Times. But apparently only, and his name is Soon Xiong. He's the one that came up with the cash. So um, I guess they gave it to him. Um, huh. But again, it's a, it's a surprising move, I would say. And I'm just curious to see what comes of it. And, you know, considering, you know, we're in LA and a lot of the founders that we interview are from here, um, it's definitely something that's relevant to us. You know, we, yeah. we've, I, think, I think even they published uh, something about us uh, from the Kalisa episode, yes. right? Yeah. So we have uh, some history with them too. Yeah, yeah that just went viral. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the fact that, that she fun. bought a farm. And it's yeah, can't wait for those vegetables. <laughs> uh, in media news, mm-hmm. uh, before we get into the four episodes that we released, why don't we talk about the four episodes that four episodes four albums that Kanye released? Mm. Uh, Kanye I mean, including number five, which was Tiana Taylor. Yeah. Oh, that was fifth one. That was the fifth one, but that one. That one actually broke away from like the seven. Yeah, it was song. eight. It was yep. eight songs. So was it eight? Yeah, it was eight. It was yeah, eight. it was eight. Yeah. But the first one was like, I don't know what the first one was like a minute and a half or something. So I, I was like, maybe like they a, like yeah, maybe the minutes are the same in all of them. I don't know. Uh, but no, I'm pretty sure it was seven. Yeah. Well, so yeah, he, he just went crazy this summer. Pusha T, and then his album, and then the one with Cuddy, and then my missing one. So yeah, it was the one with it was Pusha T's Nas. Nas, yeah, right? Nas, yeah. And then yeah, Tiana Taylor. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, most people that know me know I just I just love Kanye. I mean, we're both Gemini's. Uh, some say that you know sometimes we have similar you know you know outbursts of love um, is what I'll call it. Um, but he's just you just listen to his music and for me, I mean, and we, that's and really talk, what it is. I mean, like controversial yeah. stuff aside, like yeah, yeah you know yeah. he says things that not everyone Whatever, would agree yeah. with. But if you really look at just the music, like, yeah, you don't have to support the guy, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. If you have a Spotify subscription or an Apple Music subscription, yeah. just listen to it. Like, it's not a big deal. It's And it's, <laughs> I mean, we talk about this all the times, like, it's one of those, he's one of those producers where you have to listen to the song many times to understand the complexities that are, like, that go into it. Right, because I feel like he pushes the boundaries. Like, yeah. it's not like another song it's not it, he really just kind of brings something which new. i think is why people might not understand him from the get-go but then when you listen to the music sometimes it doesn't even make sense but but like you're almost it's almost guaranteed that it's just going to be different like mm-hmm. like he's like he like has taken apple's motto like to a whole new level like he doesn't give a shit about you know oh this person did music this way like this is trending i mean some of his albums i think it was the nas one like I don't even think that, like, the sounds, I mean, the songs didn't sound the same. Like, it didn't seem like it was one cohesive album. Like, you know, usually there's, like, a story across it, even, like, whether it's in the music or the lyric. It, you, you, that's not the case with Kanye. You no. Know? I, I've listened to all five albums and probably, like... Yeah, they were all very different. I think... Uh, all different. Who was saying it? I think it was Pusha T saying it, like, when he visited him in uh, Wyoming, right? Yeah. Uh, is that what, Wyoming? Was it Jackson? Uh, yeah, Jackson something. Jackson City? Jackson Hole? Jackson Hole, yeah. Um, and uh, he, his place is called the Sunken Place or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
and he was like, yeah, he would like literally make, make be making the the, the beats, mm-hmm. and he would like be like, all right, this one's for Pusha T, all right, this one's for Nas, and he'd like make them all at the same time, which was like he kind of envisioned like right. what the sound would be for which artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely knew he was gonna like release those albums yeah. like for these artists, but I think it was really cool what he did because like you don't, it was like the first time like one person has been involved in like all these different projects yeah. and released them like one week apart. And like you know, he had the whole listening party yeah. thing, and I, I think it was cool. I think it was like something that he brought different sure. to the music industry, and it was interesting to see. And I'm curious and to see what our that. listeners uh, thought. For those that listen, I mean, we maybe we'll make like a graphic and put a post up on Instagram. Uh, and why don't you guys comment and say which one was your favorite song from all five albums? <sighs> well, which one was your favorite album, though? Which one was my personal favorite album? Yeah. Um, it's tough. You know, they're all different. They, I feel like each one has a different mood. Like. There's, I think the the Cuddy and the the one with Cuddy and Ye Kitsy Ghosts, uh, that's like a gym album for me. Like I can definitely bump that at the gym. Um, but I think overall, like the more I think about it, the one where it's just like Ye, I think Ye's Ye. album was probably like number one really? in terms of like the music and the lyrics. Because I'm a, I'm a lyrics guy. I like the, I like to pay attention to the lyrics. I would say that album makes yeah. the most sense yeah. and it's like it's personal like you know violent crimes for example great song um you know wh- talking about his daughter and you know derived from what happened to you know uh, kim in france what was it last year a couple years ago mm. um that one just seemed to be the most personal like you could actually like feel the emotions i mean the other ones were great i thought the nas one was amazing yeah it's very different than og nas uh but i mean he, he kind of had some old older he did, he like did. nas elements in there he did um but yeah, how about yeah, yourself? I, I think it's got to be Kid Ghost, man. I'm a, yeah. I love Kid Cudi. I think he his his musical talent is really, I mean, he's a very talented dude. Mm-hmm. And I think both of them together, um, you know, Father Stretch My Hands on on Life yep. of Pablo was like one of my favorite songs on that album. It's um, just amazing. We got literally amazing music for three four weeks. Yeah, it was great. I like I'm kind of spoiled. <laughs> yeah, I know. At this point, it's like I kind of feels like something. And then we get Drake soon. <laughs> Drake's coming out soon. So that's gonna be interesting because the whole Drake push a beef, right? Tick, tick, tick. How much time he got that man is six, six, we'll six. They say it's going to be a two-sided album. Is it? Yeah. Like, because he, he, he bought all these bi- billboards, like, in, uh, I think it was in Toronto or something. Mm-hmm. And he, one Scorpion. of the billboards said A-side, B-side. Oh, that's really? what it said, yeah. So there, there's going to be, like, a lot of songs. There, yeah, that's what they're saying. We'll see. He's just coming out. What, someone came out and said literally one side of the album is all Pusha T disses. Really? I don't believe it. Oh, man. I don't Dude, think he'd th- do that. This guy just comes out. With he wouldn't dedicate like, half an album to Pusha T. Yeah, it's just too much. <laughs> he the, the 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 amount of songs that this guy has is unbelievable. Like Drake, Drake, yeah, it's it's unreal. Like it's like yeah, well, his, his nickname he probably used has to like be song uh, of day. His nickname used to be One Take Drake. You just literally go in the studio and do it. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kanye. Kanye is an LA dude. We definitely want to interview him down the line. Now that's, he is. that's for sure. So we're putting, Kanye, we're putting, if you ever hear this, the good, we're, we're just it putting it out there, you know, speaking it into existence like LeVar Ball with his son that I'm not going to name on this podcast because I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Kanye West. I mean, yeah, the albums are great. We'll, we want to hear from you guys. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll put something out there. Before we get into kind of doing the recap, yeah. I also um, want to make sure we plug in that we're now on Spotify Oof. officially. Uh, it's been a weird process to get on Spotify. Yeah. Um, if anyone you if anyone listening has a podcast i'm sure you know what i mean um but we're finally on there so anyone with a pod uh, spotify subscription check mm-hmm. us out yeah. subscribe speaking of just like you know podcasts in general too uh one thing i think both of us have learned recently is like a lot of people just don't know that they have a podcast app on their iphone 
Right. <laughs> you know, like, they'll be like, oh, we heard you guys are doing this founder hour thing. Like, where can I listen? I used to think it would come native to the phone and you couldn't delete the app, but I, I guess I apparently now I, you can. Well, I think it does come native. I think now, here, let me check it out. Let me see if you could delete it. No, I think you can. You could delete yeah, it. Yeah, 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 you could delete it. So they probably delete it just to create some space. Yeah. Um, it's one of those apps that you just, if you don't know what it's for, you're just going to yeah. delete it. Like, I mean, who doesn't know what podcasts folder. are at this point? Is there people like that? Yeah, I think so. Could be. Could I think be. So it's still, so, yeah. it's still on the Make rise. sure to reinstall it if you've <laughs> uninstalled it. I mean, and there, there's a lot of good stuff out there. It's not just the founder hour. I mean, like, personally, Pat and I listen to a bunch of different podcasts. And I actually really like Spotify's just yeah, like yeah, Spotify's UI. Cool. Like, it's really easy to use. And Spotify's I actually might cool. start listening. If there are more podcasts on there that I listen to, I think. I'm yeah, I don't think there's like a rating and review system because that's just not how Spotify right. is. Right. And I wonder is, how the charts are going to be like now that they just kind of. Well, so we were part of like a bigger batch that like a bunch mm-hmm. of podcasts they like mm-hmm. finally brought onto the platform. It was like right. a big wave. I think they were just like making updates yeah, and just yeah. waiting for the right time. So, um, and also speaking of podcasts again, Google was just announced that Google is releasing their own podcast platform yeah. separate from Google Play. Because Google so, Play was always the music. Yeah. Exactly. Like they just kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like how Spotify has podcasts and music right. in the same platform. That's what they're doing. Yeah, right so now. now just big players, Spotify, Google, Apple. I mean, I think it looks like it's trending Android upwards. users though, right? The Google podcast? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, I think I it's like so. their Apple podcast version for... Because right. if you have an Android, you got, you have to listen on Google Play. Right, right but you could also listen to uh, the Apple podcasts on iTunes on your MacBook, for example. So right. as long as you have iTunes, you can listen to the Founder Hour or any other podcast as well. Uh, so perhaps I'm, I'm sure Google is going to have some sort of way you can listen from your laptop too, you know, or, you know, from your computer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious to see what, I mean, I'm sure the analytics is going to be better than Apple's, which is not saying much because, you know, Apple doesn't have great analytics. Yeah. Um, and Spotify, I doubt there's any sort of well, analytics that's the thing, yeah, Google's been more of a software, I don't know if I want to, yeah, I guess they've been more like a software company than Apple has, right? Or can you make that argument? I think you could make that argument, right? Like, I mean, they have they, hardware. I feel like they're they're more about inf- they're they're all about information and gathering data. Yeah, yeah. And Apple's been more of like a yeah hardware company. It seems to be the case. It just it's it's just funny that a lot of there's a big wave now around podcasts. Yeah, and you know we've been reading and we've been hearing that you know re- revenue for like the ad revenue has gone up. Oh yeah, significantly. Um, but it just seems like there's so many podcasts. Like it's so saturated, um, which I think is. Cool it's like survival because the there's fittest, something kinda. for everything. Yeah, like, I mean, everyone has an audience and everyone right. has people that are interested in what they have to say. Right. It's just like, you know, one one piece of, I guess, one thing that I've learned, we've learned is like that niche, you know, focusing right. on a niche is very important because yeah. otherwise you just kind of just say the same stuff that everyone else is saying. You know what I would like is, and I'm, I think a lot of companies are starting to do this, is if I, if I like a company, for example, um, what's a company I like? Um, Patagonia. Patagonia, right. <laughs> if, if Patagonia had their own podcast where they talked about, you know, sustainability, the green movement, environmental stuff, apparel, and just like put it out there and sure, it's like their audience that's listening to it, but it's a great way for their audience to connect directly with the company mm. and feel like they're a part of the story. Yeah. And it just seems as though, and we talked about this with Claire V. Has nothing to do with Patagonia, the nothing, company. Yeah, it's just nothing. their, it's, just, it's, it's their storytelling kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's the story behind the company. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's how I built this, whether it's the founder hour, whether it's all these other podcasts that, you know, interview founders and, you know, business folks, people seem to be resonating with the story. And I guess it's a good transition into Claire V. We talked about this with her and her apparel, you know, her fashion company. Yeah. And storytelling is big. Mm-hmm. People connect to stories. I mean, as simple as an Instagram story. Like, if I post an Instagram story 
and I tell an actual story, like a personal story, and I connect it to something, the engagement I get is higher, the feedback I get is higher, and, you know, just the traction I get is higher. Like, yeah. I mean, people want to connect with other people. You know, humans of New York works for a reason. Mm. You know, he tells stories of random people in New York, and people just connect because it's like a part, they understand, they relate to it. You know, we think of these big founders and big companies as so out of reach. I mean, Pat and I have learned these people, they're not easy to reach, but they're not impossible to reach. Right. You know, you can reach them. You sit, we sit down with them. They are literally just like us. Right. So, and that's why we keep doing this is because every single one of them has a story yeah. to tell. Yeah. And if I was, I mean, if I was any, if I had my own like company, like, like how these guys do like you know at a certain stage where they're big and mm -hmm. people you know they have a bunch of customers clients like i would have my own podcast or something like that that just continues to tell like you know jesse janae does it really well with mm -hmm. lumi like mm -hmm. she has a podcast and mm -hmm. granted they talk a lot about just like in the you know her industry and shipping and all that stuff but at the same Still. time like they get that face-to-face -face or mouth to mouth whatever time yeah. not mouth to mouth but like the same this, this <laughs> yeah, yeah um like sound to sound uh vibe that they get to hear her and hear things straight from her as mm -hmm. opposed to like a press release or mm -hmm. a tweet or something because even like twitter now is like mm -hmm. it's a great platform for communication but it's still not as personal as like an audio podcast might right. be right yeah re re the thing with radio is that it's live i mean well yeah. most of the time it's live um and it's still great, you know, like once in a while, like when I'm I, actually like I don't purposely listen to radio, it just kind of turns on. But, you know, there's some good stuff. Like, I mean, for example, like on Kiss FM, like Ryan Seacrest does that whole like Ryan's Roses thing. Yeah. But again, it's uh, that's the personal, like that's the show aspect of that that I enjoy. It's because it's like a real human interacting with Ryan Seacrest telling, you know, a story of, a, you know, a potential cheating situation. But like, anyways, regardless, it's a story that you could connect with. And I think companies that are realizing it now are going to have way more of a connection with their customers or their audience or whoever it may be that's consuming their consuming their product, service, whatever it may be. And they're going to keep on with them forever yeah. because they're going to feel a part of it. Yeah. And so I think that those, like, you know, for example, Dee Murthy, our first guest, has, you know, his show with uh, Drama Group Chat and now they do the whole, you know, they vlog. It's a way for their audience and their, you know, customers to connect with them. Um, you know, a lot of our folks, it's just not coming to mind. Yeah. Like you mentioned, Jesse Janae, uh, has hers with her company. And, um, you know, I think Nick Ingersoll is doing, you know, Nick Ingersoll is always doing, uh, some sort of interviews and shows. He's, I, I mean, yeah, he's just like, what's the one he's doing with Lil Wayne, I think. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. saying on Instagram, even he yeah, has like exactly. some great content. So I would right. recommend everyone following content him. Is like, just, I mean, he's just a super cool dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. a lot of great things to share with, with the, the world for sure. So let's um, dive into the last four interviews that we did. So that's episode 21, 22, 23, 24. Yeah. Um, great lineup of folks. Oh, yeah. Um, we had Betty Porto, who is the daughter of the founder of uh, Porto's. Mm -hmm. um, was, it, was her mom's name Rose? Rosa? Rosa. Rosa. Rosa Porto. Um, I mean, for those that are in L.A., you, you know what Porto's is. Yeah. I had and some if you this don't, morning. You should <laughs> had one. Had some last night. Just I, I, I mean, at our household, there's portos all the time. Whether it's the potato balls or the guava pie or just the cakes. I mean, just, I, I'm getting hungry just talking about it. But um, yeah, we had a great conversation with Betty. She's like, she's just like, she's like dope. I mean, yeah. like I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Betty Porto was super dope. Um, talked about how she grew up 
Well, she talked about how she left Cuba, um, you know, you know, with communism and just the whole Fidel Castro situation. And it was a great history lesson for me too, because I didn't really yeah. know about, I didn't really know about the situation that well. She just had that like, that story that like yeah, yeah. you 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 just want to really like hear because it's, yes. I mean, just to come from like a situation like that where she literally said everyone around her died like mm-hmm. because they were trying to get out of the country and they, you know, like just the conditions are so right. bad. Um, but she got, you know, her family got really lucky and, uh, they kind of figured out a way to, it's also just, I I was just thinking like on a greater issue, like it's just a testament to like communism in general and how, you know, and even just like ultra socialism of, it just doesn't work on a practical level, you know? And, And I mean, Betty kept saying that both before, during and after the interview to us, you know, as a businesswoman, but even just as an, like as a refugee, I guess you could call her, uh, and her family, it it didn't work. It doesn't work out. It doesn't work out for the benefit of the people. Um, and it, you know, she made to, that very clear. I think there are elements from it that are could be good. They could just be. need to be combined with like some it's other. Tough. It's, yeah, it's, that's it's, like yeah. A, that's a whole yeah. different podcast series. Right, like communism. Yeah, yeah. talks. Yeah. Um, it, 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 if you go fully yeah. on one side, it just, yeah, yeah. yeah, it creates a bad environment. But yeah, they've created a hell of a company. I mean, yeah. they have what, I mean, five, six locations now? Busy at all times, lines yeah. out the door at all times. I mean, I, I, I would love to go there all the time, but it's just like sometimes I just like, can't go and wait that long. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so busy that people just love that place. There's something that she said that uh, Mario Del Perro, episode five of Mendocino Farms founder, also touched upon where Mendo sells happy. Yeah. Um, and then Betty said she sells, what did she say? Was it happiness? No. It was, it was something, it was like selling relationships or selling, selling joy. Joy. I think it was joy. Or, no, no, it was selling memories. Mm. That's what it That's was. That's basically what we walk yeah. into Portos to interview her yeah. and she's literally there on the floor, like taking the food out from the back to the tables and just mingling with everybody and like going yeah. to line, going to the line and just like talking to people like, Hey, how's your doing? How's your family? Like all that stuff, like that's literally what her job is. Mm-hmm. Like just to be that person that makes you feel welcome there and like makes you feel like that's it's like part my dream of your job. It's awesome. Welcome to Porto's Posh here. <laughs> Would you like three potato balls? No, we'd like thirty-five. Okay, cool. No, yeah, yeah. She was she was super cool, and I mean, they're opening locations five and six. Um, I'm just excited because you know coming to the valley hopefully soon. Yeah, yeah. By my house. It's like a family business that's still run by the family but they said she, has, she said they have 1200 employees like mm-hmm. that's literally that what she's done is so cool in the sense of and she touched upon it they built a community around portos yep you know they go somewhere they go to a city and the community builds around them because it's just the place to be whether it's you know their coffee in the morning the food the, during the crazy the day, thing the is from pastries. day one is like they've funded themselves yeah, through the yeah. business like they yeah. haven't like you know as much as they've grown and, and how far they've come like they're yeah. still the porto family and they're still yep. running it like it's her and her yep. brother and mm-hmm. i think two brothers or i think yeah i think she has like no, a couple a sister, other siblings sister, sister right yeah her and her um so like they're, they're still the ones running it like yep. they haven't brought in like any outside investors no. or people to like get them to this point like no, it's, it's all been them so yeah so if Love you haven't been to portos honestly <laughs> you, you you're not living um jmj at jmj on twitter <laughs> jeff morris jr fellow trojan half bruin we won't talk about that more than i just mentioned um because we don't say that four letter word on this show much um four letter yeah ucla but oh. you made me say it so okay. there you go um <laughs> i was thinking bruin 
No, that's yeah, that's five. Um, Jeff Morse Jr. was episode twenty-two. Uh, he is the founder of Chapter One Ventures and also uh, works at Tinder on their revenue products. So Tinder yep. Gold and very important role at that company. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And very smart dude, very connected guy. Started in film, or, or started studying film, and you know, transitioned into the tech world, and yeah. now he's investing. And since we've interviewed him, actually, um, he launched. I get is it? I think it's page under zero. page. Yeah, page zero. Was it under chapter one? Yeah, it's like a fund yeah, under fund chapter for, one for uh, uh, cryptocurrency block, blockchain. Uh, blockchain assets could be yeah, is blockchain assets. Yeah. So yeah, so or could have been actually it could be crypto specifically. I'm not sure. One or the other or both. Um, Super cool dude. Yeah, a lot of um, great things to say. Jeff Jeff has an amazing following on Twitter. Yeah, you know that whole the whole tech community pretty much. Yeah, they know who he knows. Is. You know who Jeff is and what yeah. he's doing, and and he's a young guy. He's like, yeah. he's maybe thirty at most, and he's a young dude um, that's done a lot, and you know, clearly is he understands where the scene is headed, where the tech scene is headed. And so I think that's why he's, you know, dabbling in the investing space and he has been for a while. Um, but a lot of great takeaways from him. And if you're on Twitter, I would definitely encourage you following him. And I'm not a big, I mean, I love Twitter. I just don't like following some of these people that just tweet like nonsense stuff. Oh yeah. I, I, but, I feel like I, I, every time he tweets something, I read it. Cause I know yeah, that yeah. like, it's going to be something like he doesn't, he doesn't just go with what the crowd is saying. Like he very much. And I love how he's he breaks very, it down. It's like yeah. three points. Yeah, yeah. He's very much in tune with what's going on. And he, he, I would consider him a visionary when it comes to just tech in general yeah yeah, for sure for sure so definitely if you're interested in any of you know whether it's blockchain or just investing in general or just the tech space i would encourage checking out uh jeff morris jr's episode it's episode 22 um and a lot of our a lot of our listeners actually um loved that episode yeah we got a lot of great feedback specifically from the tech community it seems mm -hmm. uh, both you know in the silicon valley area and in la a lot of folks tuned in for that one um and so we definitely hope to have more tech people on as well you know we do have some you know in the books that are coming up so we're excited it's a you know la is just a diverse community and tech yeah. is a big part of it speaking of tech our next guest was Aton Elbaz who is just a beast of an entrepreneur yeah. I mean he started and sold companies just his whole life pretty much I mean, you know he had like yeah. a job after college and since then he's just been a serial entrepreneur uh, his first venture was uh, a company called Oingo, right? yep. which became Applied Semantics, sold to Google, and it became Google AdSense. So if anyone uses or has heard of Google AdSense, right. thank Aton and his team. Um, and from there, you know, he uh, he's launched uh, Scopely, which is still a very big company with Walter Driver. Yeah. Um, Ryan Ozonian mentioned that guy too, yeah, right? Yeah, I think uh, he worked with Walter Driver at another company. Like as an intern or something? Yeah. Or as like an apprentice type thing? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, sounds like a very, uh, smart dude. Would yeah, Walter Driver, yeah. Too. Um, but yeah, Scopely's big, uh, in the gaming space especially. And then, uh, since then he's launched and currently runs Social Native, mm -hmm. Render Media. They have some big, uh, media mm -hmm. platforms. Not platforms, but like, sec like what yeah, kind of like BuzzFeed in yeah. the channels, like yeah. stuff like that. Um, like Cheddar, one is like, called, like um, Cooking Panda. The other one is called Opposing Views. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm sure uh, you guys have seen like those videos. You maybe don't remember the name or maybe you do. It's just those like viral ones that you see on Facebook. They're like, yeah. oh, who are these people? That, they yeah, ended up, I him. think they bought those companies, right? Uh, no, I think they started those channels. Oh, they started those I channels? I think so. I think it's under Render Media. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. Um, so they've really taken advantage of the like this, this online social media yeah. space when it comes to sharing news uh-huh. and stuff like that. So Aton's the man. Yeah, I think I read somewhere he's like the most connected man in LA tech. Yeah. Um, and I'm not surprised. I mean, he, I think he got a call from Sergey. Was it Sergey? Yeah, yeah. Sergey from uh, Google. Literally uh, like three months after he launched <laughs> his company. And then... And then eventually led to an yeah, acquisition. And we know where Sergey is now. So make those connections and keep those connections, folks. Yeah, if you get a call off. three months into starting a company from a dude named Vlad, hopefully not Putin, um, <laughs> keep in touch with him because you never know. It may become the next Google. And then they might buy you for like a hundred something million dollars. So, yeah. after Aton, we had Claire V. Claire Vivier. Uh, I love that last name, by the way. Vivier. I wish I was French. I wish I was half French, half Italian. Sometimes I feel it because I eat so much pasta and like Italian food, and I drink a lot of wine. So I'm like, my body's pretty French Italian. Push. Pochier. 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 Uh, yeah, Claire. Claire. Claire was really cool. She 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 bought a different vibe that we haven't had on the show before, yeah. which is, you know, she's obviously creative and, um, you know, kind of just talking about her journey and how she was always into design, but she mm-hmm. didn't know, like, if she wanted to become a designer, she was, like, a journalist at first. And uh, her, her story was interesting because, like, literally, like, her whole brand started and exists because she chose to like go to France for like a year. Yeah, after college. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, at the time, it may not have seemed like a big decision, but it's like, I'm sure she would have done really well, but uh, for herself, like, even if she didn't. But I mean, like, it was interesting to kind of just tie it back to how she just like made that decision. To be like, I'm gonna go to France for a year alone yeah. with like no plans. I'm just gonna see, you know, one That's way. Tough man. It's tough. Not a lot of folks can do it. Um, yeah, I don't think I could. You know, it, it, it's tough because. It's, you know, you can't, if you're tied down to something like a job or yeah. your family, like, you know, which obviously, you know, is important. Like, you, it's tough to just pick up and leave. It's just, I don't know if I could do it without a plan. Like, you know, like putting the money aside, I guess, you know, I, mean, I guess that matters. But I don't know if I would be able to go anywhere and just be like, I'm just going to do what the day brings. Yeah. You know, alone. Like, yeah, alone. Yeah. Uh, in a country where I don't speak the language. I mean, sure, it's a great thing, I guess, and but she man, learned. Man, can it be, like, the biggest life-changing experience, I mean, though? Because you're just kind of forced to just, like, figure yeah. it out. Meet new people, try new things. And my dad's had, like, a similar experience. I think he had to, he, he was sent uh, when he was, you know, you know, maybe in his, like, late 20s, early 30s, uh, before he was married. He, his, his job sent him to Mexico for, like, eight months. Um, and he lived there. In Mexico, not knowing how to speak Spanish, and now he speaks fluent Spanish. Like to this day, he just speaks fluent Spanish. You really? would not, yeah, yeah. Like you think you would think he's Mexican. Like yeah. you just wouldn't know. And you know, when you ask him, he's like, "Well, what, I had no other choice. I had to, I had to learn." And so, I mean, he was a single guy, and you, you, I guess you just become you. You learn the culture, you learn the language. It's probably the best way to learn yeah. a language is just like throw yourself there. You're shit out of luck if you don't. You know, for me, like, you know, maybe Spanish is a little easier. French is a little easier because they're both derived from the same kind of Latin right. roots. And, you know, English is the same roots as well. So it's easier. But if I went to China, for example, or Japan or, you know, those Asian countries, 
you just to be tough. Yeah, the, the, none of the words sound like you know English words. It's um, just a complete lifestyle change. Like complete. you can't be tied to, to a certain lifestyle because you know it's going to change. Right, but I think the more you know, the older we both get, and you know, just kind of hearing these stories of traveling and experiencing different cultures, I think that has a lot of influence, both personally and professionally. You know, personally, just the experiences, the memories, professionally. Again, the experiences and also just kind of the learnings of different cultures, the way they, the way they do things, what interests them, and you, when you think about it, you know, living in LA, we have, you know, for let's let's take food, we have food from around the world, you know, like whether it's Chinese, Japanese, Lebanese, Armenian, Mexican, like you know, Persian. I mean, like everywhere. Like where else can you go? And be exposed to this man, these many this many cultures, yeah. and I think that's a result of folks either being immigrants from those countries, and folks from here going to those places, being inspired. For example, like a Starbucks, you know, like you know Howard Schultz went to you know Italy. I don't remember which part, yeah. and saw the way those cafes were, and brought that design, brought that kind of operation to Starbucks. Like Starbucks wasn't the Starbucks that he started when he took over. So people get inspired by Same those Same with Bobby. Uh, Bobby, yeah, Cronfly at Bakary. Yeah, it's like, you know, was that also in Italy? Yeah. Yeah, Bakary, yeah. So there was like Bakary's or Bakaro's or uh, I think Bakary's. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of the, like, people aren't coming up with these new concepts. They're just being inspired by it. Taking There's like just one so thing. much opportunity in the world that exists. And it's yeah. like, unless you just go there. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a lesson to like, my, I'm like yeah. preaching to myself here is like, <laughs> I don't travel enough and I yeah. should and I will. Yeah. Um, hopefully soon, sooner yeah. rather than later. But there's just so much. There might out be an there. announcement coming up on hey, a future man. episode. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, like there's just so much going on where it's like it's kind of exciting. It's like yeah. you know when you're kind of just confined to like a little bubble and you're mm-hmm. just like in that bubble your whole life. Like you've just you feel like you've seen it all and you probably have seen it all. Mm-hmm. Like you know it's 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 rare to come across something so big that hasn't been you know solved or right. is someone's working to solve it already in that bubble like right. but when you get out of that bubble it's like wow you see like all the opportunities out there it's like you know it's never ending and i would say in la i think we're it's definitely a bubble but we're at least i think we're exposed to so many different types of people and so many different types of cultures that you know traveling would be great but we would again like it wouldn't be a shock to us right we would we kind like, of oh, yeah, we, know your, we know you guys like we know yeah. like we have people you know, we have Japanese people everywhere. We have, you know, Greek people here. Like we, we see, we've seen it all, you know, in LA at least. So like, I think that's one good thing. But then again, like when you travel, it's more than just the sightseeing and the food. It's like the way people interact, like yeah. what drives them, you know, especially like in these like third world or just less, you know, developed countries. I mean, there's so many problems that we probably don't even know exist. Right. Like, you know. They they probably look at LA like just like heaven, you know. And yet we think like there's so many things wrong with LA, which you know there are, you know, traffic being number one. But again, it's like there's so many other things out there that we just don't know about. So I mean, I guess for those that are entrepreneurs, and I think we hear this amongst a lot of our founders, they have traveled, you know, either growing up or even now, a lot of them just still make sure to you know go out and just keep learning about how other people, you know, do things, whether in business or just in their daily lives. Yeah. I'm just, like, shooing a fly here. You know, that's why. I don't know if my voice is getting cut. I'm just, like, playing, like, dodgeball with these flies. 
because we're outside. I don't know if we mentioned that or not. Um, but yeah, those were that was episode twenty one to twenty four. Um, it was great, and you know, one thing we love seeing is just you know getting new listeners week after week, and you know, seeing the numbers from like different growing. countries. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah, yeah we're cool. like in. It's like unreal how many countries we're in at this point. You know, once in a while on Instagram. Yeah, and if you're listening and you're like not from the U.S., like please let us know like yeah. where you're listening from. Yeah, send and, us a DM on why. Instagram. Like, yeah, like let us know like what you like like about the podcast. And I mean, I'm really curious to know because um, I think it you know it's just super super awesome to just see folks that even though we're focusing on LA based businesses and entrepreneurs, not businesses, but like founders and entrepreneurs, um, that they still draw value from it. And mm-hmm. so we'd love to yeah. hear from you. Yeah. I think, and, and we do get feedback from our listeners, but again, the more we hear from you guys, you know, first of all, we love just hearing from you guys. It's, it's just cool to see people actually give a shit and listen to us, you know, because we enjoy just sitting down and talking, but, you know. What, what happened re- recently with uh, one of our um, loyal listeners in uh, London? Oh, wow. <laughs> that was like, how do we forget that story? So this was like a few days ago, and I mean, I was still sleeping, and I... Woke up around 7 a.m. L.A. time, Pacific Standard Time. And um, I saw a text, but I'm just like, I'm not going to read it right now. Um, so I didn't. And I went back to bed. And then I woke up again at 8 or 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, and I saw this text from a friend of ours who's also a loyal listener saying, call me now. And I'm just like, and it was like at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I don't know what time it was in London where she was. Um, yeah, was she in London? Yeah, she was in London. Um, and And then it said... I ran into D. Murthy and Brian Toll, uh, and I was like freaking out. So I like went up and said hi to them. D. Murthy was our first guest, yeah. and Brian Toll—I forget which number that was. Brian Toll, I don't Brian know what and John number he was. are the co-founders of Hwood Group. Yeah, and Brian and uh, D. were roommates for I think 15 years. Yeah. Brian got married Brian, this past weekend. Yeah, congratulations, to Brian. Congrats, Brian. If you're not, you're probably not listening because you're busier than <laughs> most people, but. Maybe someone that you know is listening and they'll be like, hey, pass it I'll on. Give you a shout out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, congrats. The wedding looked dope. We weren't invited. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but I'll invite you to mine. Trust me. Um, maybe in Armenia or something. Uh, get drawn back to his roots. Um, but, anyways, we just completely deviated from the story. Um, but so, yeah, our friend apparently is in London, is at the same restaurant as Dee and Brian. And she sees Dee and goes up to him. And she, the reason she wanted to call me, I guess, was to ask if she should go up to him, um, which I would have obviously encouraged. And she did. And she told, you know, D, hey, I recognize you from the founder hour. And he's like, really? Seriously? Like, and she's like, yeah. And then I guess D pointed to Brian and said, um, oh, he was also on the founder hour. Like, he was one of the guys, too. And Lauren's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course I recognized. Um, I recognized him. And so such a small world, literally. Like, yeah. what are the chances that one of our listeners is in London at the same restaurant, at the same restaurant as two of our guests. Like, I mean, look, the world is a small place. Um, you know, LA is a very small place and people just recognize people. And I guess that's why we started this thing was to really yeah. create that community. And if you ever see one of the guests we interviewed out and about, go up to them, please. Yeah, go out, go up to them. They're say, all awesome people. Yeah, and great. And, and I think they would appreciate knowing that yeah. you know them from the Founder Hour because it just shows the impact and the value that, Number one, this podcast has, but also that they've gotten from that podcast, like from they, they've gotten from being on the podcast, and that's what it's all about. It's to recognize those that are making a difference in LA, both you know in business and nonprofit, and just the ideas that they have, and also connecting them virtually and you know in real life to just 
the everyday folks like, you know, you and I, um, that would love to know about them. And, you know, clearly these are not scary people. Like they're not, you know, I don't want to say they're not, they're not A-list celebrities, but they are celebrities in their own right in the business sense, but they want to connect with people. You know, they, I think their businesses run on the people. They want to know, you know, where their people are. We were talking to somebody recently who said that, you know, as they grew, they felt like they weren't really connected to the consumers anymore. They weren't on the ground level. And I won't give their, this person's name because we haven't released the episode yet. We will soon. But that that made sense to me because that's what intrigues me at least. Like I want to know what the people are thinking. Yeah. And so it, it, I think I think going off of, of what Pat said, like the whole goal here is like the community, you know, and, you know, we're in LA, like it's a niche, it's a niche, you know, community. It's a, it's a big community, but the people here really are all connected in some sort of way. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a great way to just kind of introduce yourselves to other people and just meet new people and share ideas and collaborate. And, you know, you never know where that goes. So sure. that podcast has done that for us. I know a lot of our loyal listeners feel the same way. They've connected with us. They've connected with people that we've interviewed. Um, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's, 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 it's a changing environment. It's a changing society. I think people want to learn from other people, you know, education, it's there but you learn the most from other people that have done yeah. it. And you know, and if you have a podcast idea, yeah. uh, I say just go for it. Um, if you want to share it with us, you know, happy to, you know, happy to talk about that and mm-hmm. bounce ideas. Cause we love hearing, like we have friends that come to us and say like, Hey, we want to start a podcast about this or that. It's like, there's so much going on in the world where if you can find something that you're passionate about and see a need that you can share, whether it's stories or information or lessons or knowledge with people that may, you know, be interested in that too, do it because it's awesome. I want to leave us off with a cheesy quote that I saw. Oh, amazing. I uh, love cheesy quotes. Uh-huh. I love yeah. those cheesy Instagram It was on quotes. the... Somehow, it's always Drake that says these quotes on This Instagram. was Buddha. Okay. So Even yeah. even the, even then. I, I think I've seen a Buddha quote and then it said yeah. Drake at the bottom. So. And um, <laughs> so it's on the Instagram account, the good quote. Oh, yeah. At good the one. good quote. Great place. Um, so it's a post that says, what is the difference between I like you and I love you? So Buddha answers this question. He answers, when you like a flower, you just pluck it. But when you love a flower, you water it daily. One who understands this understands life. Deep. Very deep. So I just want to leave you off with that. Think about it. Think about what you like. Think about what you love. Think about who you like. Think about what you love. If you like it, pluck it. If you love it, water it daily. Wow. That's what I got from it. I like it. Episode 25, baby. Till next time, I'm your host, Pat. And I'm Posh. I'll see you later. We out.